Golden State Warriors basketball. Stolen by Curry. Curry driving with wall back goes reverse with a left hand. It was so weak. This is Warriors Roundtable with the voice of the Warriors, Tim Roy. Bosch looks for a lob, lobs it into James, turns to the corner, jumpers up, it's no good! He missed it left baseline, Clay Thompson right there! Golden State comes out of South Florida with a win! And the Warriors celebrate on the floor below, as well they should. It's a young team that's learning their way in the association. It does seem a little surreal. The Golden State Warriors knocking off the defending champion Miami Heat 97-95 last night, continuing what has been one of the most surprising starts in recent NBA history and certainly all time in franchise history. Hi everybody, Tim Roy in Orlando, Florida, where tomorrow night the Warriors will take on the Magic and try to go 6-0. That's right, 6-0 on this seven-game road trip. I invite you to take a seat at the Warriors Weekly Roundtable and tonight Golden State celebrating the fact that through 22 games they're 15-7 It's a start they've accomplished only twice in the last 35 years. They've captured the first five games of the road trip, and the last time they did that was back in 1978 when they swept a five-game road trip. And while the New York Knicks are picking up headlines via Eastern-based networks, the Golden State Warriors are now an official talking point of the association. As in, do you see what the Warriors are doing? Do you see how well they're playing on the road? Only an eight-game winning streak by the L.A. Clippers is keeping Golden State from being atop the Pacific Division. So much to get into in this hour of the roundtable. We'll start with a look back at this historic beginning to the road trip. Five games and five wins. The highlights and comments that have made up the past nine days. Jail manager Bob Myers stops by to answer your questions via Warriors Vox on Twitter, as we love to do that here on the weekly roundtable, plus a chat with two rookies. One highly acclaimed in college and the other below the radar as Harrison Barnes and Kent Bazemore give me their thoughts on the first of 20 games of their pro careers. Now the Warriors continue with their 15 plays for the holidays, bringing cheer to the Bay Area to those who badly need it. All that coming up this hour on the roundtable and a quick reminder that the Holiday Hoops mini plans brought to you by Jamba Juice, well they're back. Four game packages feature all the Warriors marquee matchups, including the Lakers, the Miami Heat, or a special Super Star Pack featuring Boston, New York, Houston, and Oklahoma City. Get your holiday hoops plan tonight and receive a $10 Jamba Juice gift card. Go to Warriors.com or call one gsw hoop and press 1. When we come back, well, on the road, it's sort of a grinded-out affair, and the Warriors have done that so far in the first five games of this trip. We look back at those wins on KBR 680, the sports leader. Lee in the bounce, cuts off and takes the hand up, baseline to the rack, jammed it, and was fouled. We now continue with more of Warriors Roundtable. Hey, Warriors fans, you can get tickets in the Lucky Pepsi Zone at Oracle by shopping at your local Lucky store. Buy three 24-packs of any Pepsi product in a single transaction and receive a coupon for two free Warriors tickets. This is a limited-time offer, so go in today. It's valid at participating Lucky locations. Now, for more information, including store locations, go to warriors.com slash Lucky Pepsi Zone. Hi, Tim Roy. Welcome back to the Warriors Weekly Roundtable. The road in the NBA is a grimy affair, as Jared Jack would say. And as many of you know, I've been the voice of the Warriors for the last 18 years, and many of you have been fans much longer than that. 
Golden State goes after its sixth straight road win tomorrow night here in Orlando. Now, in 2005, when the Warriors picked up Baron Davis, they accomplished six straight road wins. But before that, you have to go back to 1969. And they've never done it on one single road trip. Never, ever. So savor this. Appreciate this. As right now, we look back at the first five games of the road trip. Five games, five grinded out victories. We're going to start the seven-game road trip, so make our offense travel. You know, we're not going to have the crowd's energy behind us, so, so we got to find it somewhere. And uh, I think it starts with me, Jared, the guys that are pushing the ball in transition and just trying to uh, be aggressive. Right hand, left hand, crossover to the right, pass to David Lee. Down Broadway, kicked it out to the wing. There's Thompson for three. Yes! With 2.3 to go in the corner. 19-point quarter for Clay Thompson. Coming out, Stuckey catches, chased out there by Draymond Green. Blocked the shot, knocked away by Curry. So Draymond Green puts the signature closing play on this game. Curry will dribble out the time in the front court, and this one is done. Final score, the Golden State Warriors will win game one of the road trip, a 104-97 victory. We moved the basketball, we made plays, we were aggressive. It better started on the defensive end. We got stops, and then we pushed it in transition. I'm not concerned, like I said, about our offense. That, that's the thing of beauty, the way these guys shoot the basketball. And they were unselfish, and uh, we got high percentage shots. I think this is you know, a team that has a tremendous amount of depth. And, you know, do we miss ball? Sure. You know, we're not looking for any excuses, any, any handouts. We still think we're able to compete no matter who's in uniform. Cross court, Jared Jack. Touch pass, Curry. Curry fires for three. Got it! Three ball, left corner pocket for Steph Curry, and the Warriors take the lead. 79-77. Curry gets a pick from David Lee, who's checked back in. Curry fires again and hits from distance. Steph Curry, he likes Brooklyn. He wants to get an, an egg cream and a dog somewhere. Golden State will win tonight here in Brooklyn. They go to 12-7. The crowd, many Warrior fans here in attendance, cheering the Warriors on as the horn will sound. And this game is over. Golden State goes to 12-7 on the season and 2-0 on their season-long seven-game road trip. You know, for me, it was great. I got friends and people I haven't seen in a long time, even, you know, people that worked at the garden working here. Um, and for me, looking up in the stands and seeing my mom, incredible, incredible blessing for her to be here, looking up and seeing my sister, my niece who's playing college basketball. It's good to be home, and uh, it's even better to leave out of here with a victory. Draymond Green is in, falling down on the play. Warriors get a steal. Landry leads Clay Thompson on the drive and goes up and slams it down with two hands. Crawford fell down on the dribble. The Warriors get a huge break. They're back up by 180-79. This is a, a huge trip for us in general. We're playing against some good teams, but it's a great opportunity for us to finish this trip and uh, come out of it alive. Uh, it's important for us to handle our business. Free throws on the way. He missed it on purpose. Loose ball. Tip layup is no good. Rebound ripped away by Landry. A layup no good. Beal had a chance off the deflection to lay it in. Off the missed free throw and he missed the lay-in. That was almost disaster for Golden State. That team is talented and they can score and uh, they got nothing to lose right now. So it was good hard fought win. It's not easy to come across wins on the road. And we uh, fought hard after a back-to-back. Davidson crowds in town, and um, see my coaching staff that was up there, you know, having a day off, being able to uh, kind of hang out at the house with the family and see everybody it was good to relax. Uh, but it's still a business trip. I mean, we I've been through it a couple times now, so once the game starts, I'll be you know business as usual. I was 
real nervous my first two years playing here. Um, but I think that'll kind of go out the window uh, that when, when the tip-off starts. Trying to hold off, Curry bumps him. That Curry leaves him in his wake, takes a three, knocked it down. He faked coming middle, Taylor bought it. When Taylor looked up, there was nobody there. And Curry spun back and knocked down a three. Ridiculous. Steph Curry spun, left Taylor frozen on the floor. Knocked down the three, that was ridiculous. Rebound tipped off the iron. Tyler can't get the rebound. Jared Jack has it. Holds the ball. Bobcats won't foul. Game over. And Golden State continues to excel on this season-long seven-game road trip. Sweeping the first four games of a road trip for the first time since 1978. There's no limitations on this team. It's, it's a wonderful thing when you get a bunch of guys committed and they buy in and nobody wants to let go of the rope. You can, you can get a lot accomplished, and I'm extremely proud of these guys. They create a problem, so um, we have to be conscious about protecting the three-point line. Uh, they have some great shooters, especially they one-two. They probably got the best point guard, shooting guard tandem as far as shooting, you know, with, with Steph and, and Clay. Um, and you got to do a good job of, of knowing um, where they are at all times. Guided by Clay Thompson, backs up, crossover dribble, takes the baseline, off balance, got blocked by Clay, grabbed by David Lee. But Clay Thompson with the reject. Crossover again, right hand between the legs, backs up left hand, takes the middle, three on the clock, stops, reverses, fadeaway, jump shot, good! Degree of difficulty off the charts. 154 to go, strap on the seatbelt, folks. It's gonna get bumpy on the way in. Drives on Cole, pass to Lee inside, deflected away, another high-risk pass, it's stolen by James, on the break, bounce pass Cole, goes in over Green, goes double clutch, no good, rebound James, back inside to Wade, one-hander, it's up and good, and a foul! Jarrett Jack, Draymond Green, Lee and Thompson, ball to Jarrett Jack, 10 seconds to go, Jarrett Jack will bring it up, guarded by LeBron James, checking the clock, here comes Curry with five, can't get the pass off, so Jack still dribbling, looking, waiting with two, pass inside to Draymond Green, laid it in on a backdoor lob with .9 to go, and Miami calls a timeout, Draymond Green went backdoor and banked it home! Golden State 97, Miami 95. No one, and I mean no one in this building expected that. With the last shot, you know, coach, coach didn't point out who's specifically taking the shot. He said, we're going to go out here, we're going to find who's open, and we're going to make the best way and put the ball in Jared Jack hands. And, you know, of course, guys are going to go with Clay and Steph, and I just happened to be wide open. He found me. Bosch looks for a lob, lobs it into James, turns to the corner, jumpers up, it's no good! He missed it left baseline, Clay Thompson right there! Golden State comes out of South Florida with a win! And the Warriors celebrate on the floor below, as well they should. It's a young team that's learning their way in the association. When we came into the season, they said we have a 0% chance of making the playoffs. We're going to finish 13th in the West. Uh, you know, had a lot of attack on a lot of our players personally uh, and negative things going into the season. But all we're trying to do is just win as a team. And we've improved two things. We've improved our defense. We've improved our rebounding. And we do those two things. We have enough offensive talent to give ourselves a chance to win. This is who we are. You know, we're a different team. And everybody knows it. We have ultimate respect for those guys. Ultimate respect. But every night we're going to battle and compete and leave it on the floor. Clay Thompson for three, yes!
we now continue with more of Warriors Roundtable. I'm wishing on a The Golden State Warriors continued their 15 Plays for the Holidays initiative by hosting 15 kids from the Make-A-Wish Foundation at the Warriors practice facility. The event was in partnership with Comcast Sportsnet Bay Area, and the families were welcomed by the Warrior Girls, and there was lots of food, fun, and games. Warriors guard Jarrett Jack welcomed everyone to the holiday party and was excited to spend time with the kids from the Make-A-Wish Foundation. He was helped by his teammates, Festus Azili. Richard Jefferson, Clay Thompson, and Warriors assistant coaches Chris Weems and Darren Ehrman. Jarrett Jack gave each kid a digital camera for their holiday gift to secure the memories of the day and their holiday season for years to come. And the kids, as you might suspect, immediately started taking pictures of the entire event. And all the Warriors players and coaches helped out in a variety of fun and interactive activities with the kids, which included the Comcast Sportsnet Sportscaster Experience booth. There was a tattoo station, bounce houses, autograph station, gingerbread house, photo booths, and a number of games and other activities. At the end of the party, everyone went home with a Warriors holiday gift bag. Overall, a great day, and the Warriors want to thank their corporate partners, including Comcast Sportsnet Bay Area, Kitchen on Fire, Levy Cares, and Fenton's Creamery. It's all part of the 15 plays for the holidays, as the Golden State Warriors continue to try to make the Bay Area a happier place this holiday season. Uh, good evening. I'd like to welcome you guys to this uh, Make-A-Wish project, partnered here with my, myself, my teammates, and uh, Golden State Warriors. Very, very fun time. I think I speak for all of us when I say this is our favorite holiday. To be spending with you guys tonight is such a blessing, and uh, we're glad to be a part, and hopefully you guys will take part, have some fun, and put some smiles on each other's faces tonight. Thanks for coming. First on my left, we have our coach, my assistant coach, Coach Erm, Clay Thompson, shooting guard, Richard Jefferson, small forward. Have our other assistant coach, Coach Weems, and the tallest of the bunch is uh, our rookie, uh, Festus Ezeli. I mean, it's for a great cause, you know, helping kids. A lot of the Warriors are really good at not just in this event, but several events and helping kids and making a difference to the community, which is always important with NBA teams and especially the Warriors. Uh, I'm sure this cookie did not add to uh, making uh, the event better or anything better, but it's a start. Baby steps. Baby steps. Enjoy yourself. I mean, there's food, music, games. You can, everybody can paint Festus's face if you want to. And uh, we really want to thank Comcast for help putting this together as well. So we can hit the music and, you know, everybody just have as much fun as you can. Thank you. I'm here playing in a tense game of foosball. Score is tied. I'm thinking, oh, yes, I just scored. Well, we're very honored that the Warriors and Comcast Sportsnets are hosting uh, 15 of our WISH families to a special holiday party. It's a very exciting opportunity for them. Um, many kids, you know, are, as you know, are battling life-threatening medical conditions, and to be able to attend an event such as this is a really amazing opportunity for them and their families and their siblings. 
out here celebrating, man. Um, hanging out with the community. I think I just scored again, not on purpose. <laughs> just hanging out, man. Um, people at Make-A-Wish and at Comcast put together a tremendous evening here. and uh, We're just doing our best to give back. It's an amazing experience. Not only is it a great time, you know, we got a lot of games around here, but, you know, it's priceless to see how much fun these kids are having and um, how big of Warrior fans they are. It's a lot of fun. I love being around kids. You know, they're always so happy. You know, I'm having a great time. I just want to make sure they have a great time. You know what I mean? My boy Larry right here, Jonathan, Ivy. It's going to be a lot of fun. So much fun tonight at the Make-A-Wish party. It was great to give back to the community around the holidays and to be with such amazing children and have just a fun night. The number one thing is everybody loves the holidays and um, you know it's a time where you spend time with your family and you know get a chance to reflect on a long year and and what's important to you and uh, for us like in the community like we get to play and do something we like to do for the players they get to play for me as a coach I get to work with great players um, but for fans to you know get a chance to interact with us is I think it's great and uh, I know our players because we have such good guys on the team, they get along. Um, I know they enjoy this. So it's, it's good for us all to be out here and partake and, and, you know, connect with the fans too. I feel like a kid again. <laughs> Top of good Harrison Barnes can feel it right now. We now continue with more of Warriors Roundtable. Here on the Roundtable, we continue on the road in Orlando, where tomorrow afternoon the Warriors take on the Magic, trying to go 6-0 and on this road trip. Uh, 345 the airtime on KBR 680. It's one of my favorite parts of the show, which is when we answer your questions. You can send them to me either via Twitter at WarriorsBox, Warriors B-O-X, or you can send me an email at T-Roy, T-R-O-Y-E, at Warriors.com. We try to get to as many as we can, and sometimes when questions are of a similar vein, we ask that question and cover three or four of your queries, so please be patient with us. And Bob Myers, Warriors General Manager, was very patient with me. He sat down with me in Miami poolside before the Warriors took on the Miami Heat to answer your questions. These are all questions that you sent in via Twitter or email, and it's about the Golden State Warriors. We hit the quarter pole on this trip, one quarter of the way through the season, and that's where I started the conversation with Bob Myers. And obviously, he has to be pleased with what's going on with his ball club. Before I get to some of the questions, we're at the quarter pole, and the, the team is uh, playing very well. Uh, four and all on this road trip, first time since 1978. They started a road trip like this. You have to be pleased. Yeah, Tim, I think um, the, the thing that stands out the most in what you just said was we're at the quarter mark. So I was using the analogy with somebody yesterday where if it was an NBA game, the first quarter just ended. So you feel good about how we played, thus far but we also recognize there's three quarters of the season to go and there can be wild swings both positively and negatively and but yeah at this point we're happy with with how things are going and we're pleased with the progress of the young players and also the coaching staff has the veterans playing at a high level so overall it's, it's been pretty good and certainly when you win on the road that's that's the hallmark of good teams and that's a very good sign Certainly it is, Tim, and for us to win on the road um, is something that's a, kind of a new concept for this organization, so 
for players to go out and believe they can do it is a step, uh, and then actually to go accomplish it, which is what they're actually doing, uh, is a really nice thing to, to begin this 2012-13 season. All right, so let's get to some of the questions. Uh, Joshua Clements wants to know, what are you attributing to the successful start to general management, drafting, coaching staff, players, or overall group effort? This is like one of those multiple choice questions yes. where the yes. E, E, all of the above uh, would be my response to that question. I, 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 uh, coaching has been tremendous. Uh, the players' efforts. Um, as, a, as a front office, we try to give the coaches a, a group of people and, and players that have the talent and character to be successful. But, it, but it's their job to find a way to make it all work. Certainly, uh, the coaching staff has been able to do that. And I think one part that a lot of the fans don't see, Tim, is the development of the players. Um, a lot of these players didn't just show up on a, October 1st for training camp. They've been there since August. And that is a testament and tribute to the assistant coaches that work with them each and every day uh, individually. And then also watching film. I think a lot of the fans don't know that it, it could be 11 o'clock at night and uh, Harrison Barnes will show up and ask for a for one of our assistants to look at some clips from the previous game. So there's a lot that goes in behind the scenes, but overall, I think all those factors contribute to, to any team's success. Let's move on to Joe, who wants to know about uh, Andrew Bogut's status, and I'm sure all Warrior <laughs> fans want to know about that. Right, I thought that would be the first question. Um, he's working as hard as he can. Certainly we need him. Uh, we'd like to have him back. Uh, when that'll be is, is up to how his body responds, and, and clearly um, that hopefully it's soon. Uh, when it'll be, I don't know. I don't think anybody knows, but um, we're waiting to get him back, and we can certainly uh, can certainly use him when, he, when he's ready to go. Now, the next one comes from uh, Jasper, and he asked an interesting question. When he does return, and talk about Andrew Bogut, how will David Lee's role change, and what will happen with the team chemistry? Thankfully, I'm not the head coach of the team, so you can ask Mark the best way to uh, integrate Andrew when he does come back into the lineup, but he's been very good thus far. I, I think a lot of people that have watched our team, Tim, have noticed Mark's not afraid to use different lineups. Uh, he's gone big. He's gone small. Uh, he's played guys out of position. Uh, we've even had Draymond Green playing some center at some points in a game, um, and he's been successful doing that. So I have a lot of faith in Coach Jackson and the coaching staff to uh, once Andrew's back and the full roster's complete, uh, minus Brandon Rush, which is unfortunate, uh, when it's complete and out there, I think he'll uh, he'll do his best, and I do think he'll do a nice job of, of working it all together. We're talking with Bob Myers and answering your questions via Twitter at Warriors Vox, Warriors VOX. And Ishwar Nager wants to know, how do the Warriors plan on addressing being above the luxury tax threshold and if it's something they're actively working on right now? We're actively looking at uh, the, the financial components of our organization, uh, both in basketball and business, all the time. Um, and uh, we're happy with the group we have, but we're very cognizant of the fact that we're sl- slightly in the tax by the tune of about $850,000. What we'll do is each day look at our options to uh, either go deeper in, if that makes sense, and helps us win. And I think that's what the fans want, Tim. They want us to win. Um, and and I, I accept that, and we accept that as our responsibility to them because they are such uh, loyal and, and dedicated fans. But our job is to come the trading deadline, or even perhaps prior to the trading deadline, look at ways to uh, absolve ourselves of that tax responsibility. I'm not sure if it'll make basketball sense, and that's the balance that we have to, uh, have to look at, is what makes the most sense for the team to win and also is fiscally responsible, but I think we'll be able to achieve it. And, and the important thing is, again, is we want to win. And so however we need to do to do that, whatever we need to spend, we're, we're committed to doing that. And, Bob, the next question kind of follows that up as far as 
making moves. And, and uh, Hans Christensen wants to know, what do you think the Warriors need to become a championship contender? Whew. That's always what I go to bed at night thinking about. Um, how do we how do we get in that conversation of an elite team? I think we're we're improving um, step by step, and uh, I think each day I, I, our team is getting better. I don't think we're considered in that conversation now, but you've seen the growth of players like Steph Curry. You've seen the growth of a player like Clay Thompson and David Lee. We have high hopes for Harrison Barnes and Draymond and Festus, and we do think Andrew Bogut is is one of the elite players in his position. So. We need to see what our team is at full health, and then we'll address uh, what the next steps are. But we like the way we're going, and um, we think we can be very competitive with this group. Next up, Zach Buckley wants to know about uh, Jeremy Tyler. Is he considered a project, and, and uh, what kind of future do you project for him? Jeremy's he's improved a lot since we drafted him. He um, worked very hard. He's become a better player. Uh, I met with him last week, and we talked about how to keep that improvement going. And I think what we're going to have to do with him is if he's not getting minutes here in the NBA, we're going to have to look at getting him some minutes down in our D-League team, which some would view as a demotion. Uh, we don't view it as that. I think uh, I told Jeremy, and I would tell any player, you don't get better playing basketball unless you're playing basketball. And so uh, if you're not getting the time in the NBA, the next best thing is the, is the NBA D-League. We've seen a lot of players be assigned from lottery picks to top 10 picks to second-round picks to undrafted players. I think it's a great component of the NBA, and uh, we've fully embraced it. We have our own D-League team, own and operate it outright, and that's a great chance for Jeremy to continue to grow down there. And of course, the Warriors have a great track record of, of not only using the D-League, but finding guys in the, in the D-League, and it, it really is a, a gateway to the league. There's a lot of good players who are in the league now who started in the D-League. Certainly, and I think the, uh, the notion that it's uh, a place to go a wasteland is, is completely, uh, I think, uh, it's not. It's a, it's a past notion. I think that now the future is the D League's a place somewhat like minor league baseball is. I think you'll see players going down there to do rehab stints. I think you'll see players going down there that are uh, drafted high that aren't getting minutes on their own team. So I think the stigma of the developmental league is slowly changing, and the fact that some people, like I said, viewed it as a negative, that concept is eroding. And we're uh, we're very excited to 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 have our own team to use it to develop not only players but coaches. Uh, front office personnel, ticket sales. It's a great, uh, it's a great system, and, and uh, we're, we're fully behind it. A couple more questions for Bob Myers, Warriors general manager. And uh, he wants to know, this is Jeff Kaminsky, who wants to know, uh, what are you thinking about in terms of addressing the 2013 draft and what would your ideal team look like? <laughs> wow. Let's see, oh, West, man. Baylor, Chamberlain. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Who are the top five players in the league? Well, we don't have a draft pick right now. That doesn't mean we won't have one. Every day, the NBA is very fluid, and I think what, what maybe listeners and fans don't appreciate is that there's conversations almost every day, certainly as you get closer to the deadlines, as to getting a draft pick, giving up a draft pick, trading a young player, acquiring a young player, trading a veteran, acquiring a veteran. There's so many different um, ideas that are, that are pushed out there and you have to do your best to filter them to decide what's right for your team. Certainly, if you're playing well, you don't want to be too disruptive of your core. But right now, we don't have a pick. That doesn't mean we're not out scouting. I've been out see college players, as has our staff and Travis Schlink, Kirk Lacob, and and uh, Pat Sun. We've had Larry Riley out and uh, Larry Harris. So we, we've got a pretty dedicated staff. We're covering our bases because you never know when you're going to get a pick. Obviously, we'd like to have one, but this is the year, Tim, as you know. We believe it'll probably kick over to Utah finally. I view it as a bad debt that eventually has to be paid. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's get it over with. 
Sort of like my college loan. I had a <laughs> long time on that. I'm going to combine a couple because the fans are asking about different players. One fan wanted to know about the plan for Andres Biedrich next year and about bringing Jarrett Jack back and, and what a great fit he has been so far. Well, Andres has been working hard. I think um, he's become now at least our, our consistent backup center. And when we play bigger teams, I think he'll get more minutes. We've, we've been on a little bit of a stretch here where we haven't played a ton of size which actually benefits us. But when we play bigger teams, he'll play more. Um, and then as far as, uh, you know, moving on beyond that and Jared Jack, yeah, I mean, I'm a fan. I think anybody that's watched him play is very high on what he's done for this team, not only on the court but off the court. If, you, if, if fans had access to the locker room, you'd, you'd hear a very powerful voice. Tim, you've been around him. You've seen kind of his demeanor. So he's a guy that we're going to work very hard to bring back. And and look, hopefully he wants to come back. I mean, he has to have a good experience. He's an unrestricted free agent. Um, clearly, he's one of the better players at his position. So our job is to make him have a, have, a, have a nice experience while he's with us, which I think he's having, and, and hopefully he wants to come back, and hopefully we can work something out. Maybe we can give him some extra shoes. He seems to like <laughs> he's shoes. A shoe guy. He's yeah. a shoe guy. We'll give him some shoes, yeah, as long as we're not circumventing the cap. <laughs> yes, all right. Bob, hey, thanks for answering the questions. I know the fans really appreciate it, and I do as well, and, and uh, a pleasure to see you, and congratulations. The club is off to a great start, and it's been a lot of fun so far. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate it. My thanks to Bob Myers, and my thanks, of course, as always, to you, the fans, for participating in the show. And again, we'll do this again next week at Warriors Vox on Twitter, Warriors VOX, or T-Roy, T-R-O-Y-E, at Warriors.com. Answering your questions here on the Warriors Weekly Roundtable. And don't miss the first bobblehead night of the season. The Andrew Bogut bobblehead night takes place this Tuesday, December 18th. The first of 10,000 fans in attendance will receive a limited edition bobblehead courtesy of eSurance. Tickets start at just $18. Go to warriors.com or call one gsw hoop and press option number one. We continue with the Warriors Weekly Roundtable conversations with two rookies, Harrison Barnes, much ballyhooed out of North Carolina at the seventh pick of the 2012 draft, and then Kent Bazemore, a player who was not drafted but has carved himself a defensive niche on this Warriors team. A conversation with rookies when we continue on KMBR 680, the sports leader. Up and good, David Lee getting to wherever he wants to go on the floor and knocking everything down. We now continue with more of Warriors Roundtable. Well, the Warriors Weekly Road Trip continues of the Holiday Hoops Mini Plans brought to you by Jamba Juice while they're back. Four game packages feature all the Warriors marquee matchups, including the Lakers, the Miami Heat, or a special superstar pack featuring Boston, New York, Houston, and Oklahoma City. Get your Holiday Hoops plan tonight and receive a $10 Jamba Juice gift card. Go to Warriors.com or call one gsw hoop and press option number one. Hi, Tim Roy. The Warriors Weekly Roundtable continues. Golden State tries to go 6-0 on their road trip tomorrow night when they take out the Orlando Magic. And according to the Warriors public relations staff, that has never happened in any Warriors road trip. Golden State, San Francisco, Philadelphia has not happened. Maybe a little bit of history tomorrow night here in Florida. I sat down earlier on the trip with a couple of rookies 
who are infusing this club with energy. Harrison Barnes, the number seven selection in last June's draft, and Kent Bazemore, who not only is the leader on the bench, he's the one leading the cheers during the game, he's also a defensive specialist for head coach Mark Jackson. I start with Harrison Barnes. 20 games into the season, the Warriors hitting the quarter pole on this trip. It's a good time to talk to rookies because now they've gone through the first few games. They're getting a sense of how long the season is and what kind of adjustments they need to make. That's where we start the conversation with Harrison Barnes as I asked him about his adjustments to the NBA. You're almost uh, one quarter of the way through the season. You'll hit that on this trip. Uh, Tell me about your adjustment to the league so far. Well, it's definitely been up and down. I think the biggest thing is just trying to come out here, work hard every single day. Um, I, I've loved my experience so far, and just hopefully just keep a, keep building on that. It's all about up and down. Every rookie goes through that. Describe a little bit about that process. I mean, you're going to have games, you know. You, you do really well. You know, you guys win. You guys are on a, on a roll. And there could be some games where, you know, there's some adversity. Maybe drop a few. Um, you, don't, you don't play as well, but just try to continue to play every single day. Tell me a little about the things you're working on right now to become more consistent. I'm just working on my all-around game. Um, there's so many different ways. I mean, we have so many different scores on this team. So, I mean, whether it's, you know, working in the post, working on the elbow, three-point line, whatever it is, free throws, <laughs> whatever it is, just help this team. How important is it when you get the ball on the wing, and Mark Jackson has shown some confidence uh, in giving you the ball there, uh, how important is your footwork there? Oh, it's very important. Uh, coaches stress that to me all the time, just, you know, really working your footwork. And um, when you get an ISO like that, you just have to maximize it. When you are on an ISO like that, what do you try to do? How do you try to keep your dribble alive to, to get to the basket? you got to read the defense. I mean, you don't want to come in with a, with a move that's predetermined. You just want to try to react off them and try to get the best shot possible. Tell me the same question. You get the ball down at the post. What, what are your keys there? Just make him pay. I mean, don't let the guy off the hook. I mean, don't just set up for just the quickest shot. Um, just try to go there and just uh, try to punish him. When you're uh, on the road with with this team, and it's a gregarious bunch here, uh, what's that been like in, in making new friendships? Oh, it's been good. Uh, from day one, this team has had great chemistry off the court. So um, we're going on a long road trip with these guys. is uh, not really a problem. Tell me about uh, a couple of your rookie teammates, Draymond Green, uh, obviously not one who is uh, – has trouble in uh, communicating. <laughs> yeah, Draymond's a very vocal guy. Um, you know, he always lets you know his opinions. Um, and it's good that, you know, we're here in Detroit today to be able to, you know, kind of have his home game. You're heading back uh, home on this trip as, as well, in a sense, going to, to Charlotte. You're going to be where a lot of people like to wear powder blue. What do you think that's going to be like? Um, definitely a game that's been circled on my calendar for a long time. Um, obviously, you know, Charlotte's a good team. You know, obviously, you know, the Carolina ties there. So it'll be fun to uh, play back in front of some familiar friends. Uh, friends and family going to catch up with you there? I have some friends and family there. So so tell me a little bit about uh, Festus Azili. He starts with you, which is you know kind of interesting, two rookies starting in the, the same five. Tell, what does Festus bring to this club, and what do you see with him? Uh, Festus brings you know definitely the physicality. Um, strong rebounder. You know, he's developing offensively. And, you know, he's you know been able to get a lot of good minutes and develop a lot since he's been starting. And he's one large human. Uh, yeah, he's a big guy. <laughs> Mark Jackson has, has shown a lot of confidence, as I mentioned before. Uh, what has he talked to you about your role on this team? Uh, I mean, that I'm just a rookie and I'm going to have to learn. Um, obviously, you know, it's going to be much different from college. In college, you know, I was, you know, number one and number two option. And obviously, it's not like that at the NBA level. So, just got to learn and develop every day. You have to become a little more patient that way? 
Um, if you want to look at it as being patient, um, to me, I just look at it as a learning experience. I mean, you just can't. It's hard to just come in this league and just, you know, just walk into you know that role of being that number one option. I mean, you have to work. You know, you have to put in your time. You have to respect the other people that are above you. Tell me about the speed of the game. A lot of rookies talk about the the, the game slows down for them over time. What's that, uh, I guess, consideration been for you? Um. It's been an adjustment. Uh, speed of game is definitely different. I mean, guys are a lot faster. Um, they know exactly what spots they're going to. Everyone's, you know, very polished. So it takes some time to get used to. Now, you were a highly publicized player coming out of high school, highly high-profile program in North Carolina. Uh, you get to the NBA, though. That's still, you know, the dream of every kid that goes out in the driveway and starts putting up shots or goes down into the park. Has that part of it hit you at all? Uh, yeah, I, I would say it's hit me. Um, but, you know, my, my, my focus has changed. You know, it's not necessarily, oh, you know, I'm playing in the NBA now. You know, oh, what a dream come true. Um, it's more, you know, trying to maximize this dream, really trying to live in the moment and not just trying to say, you know, I made it here. Let's, you know, let's just breathe and relax. You know, let's just, you know, see how much success we can have at this level and just enjoy every moment. Well, the great players in this league come back with something new uh, every summer, and I look forward to seeing your progress not only throughout your rookie year but in years to come. Thanks for the chat. All right, thank you. The Black Falcon, Harrison Barnes from Ames, Iowa, and the University of North Carolina, player that's been in the public eye since he started playing high school basketball. Let's move on now to Kent Bazemore. Bazemore is a player that was kind of under the radar when you compare him to Harrison Barnes. Bazemore, a very good college player at Old Dominion, but not a lot of people knew about him coming out of the Colonial Athletic Association. However, he was the nation's top defender as a junior at Old Dominion. He'll tell us about that as well as life in the NBA for a rookie. The, you know, you're a professional now. You're in the NBA. That's got to be fun. But uh, tell me how it's going for you right now. Uh, it's, it's going pretty well. You know, I'm making adjustments every day, you know, uh, whether it be to the travel or, you know, trying to find time to get rest, you know, because that's very important on the road. Uh, you know, it's, it's very important to keep your immune system strong. You know, I was just getting over a cold, so and traveling doesn't help at all. So I've been working with the right guys, you know, with uh, Chad and, just to try to stay on top of my body. So again, you know, in about 10 games, you will have played as many games as you would have all last year. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, but uh, like we do things over the men, you know, we practice hard every day. You know, our practices are harder than our games. So, uh, you know, my I'm not going to say I'm used to an 82-game season, but my body's, you know, you know, my mind is ready, you know, to go hard day in and day out. Four years at Old Dominion, uh, what inspired you to be such a good defender there? Uh, just the will to want to win, you know. Um, you know, a lot of teams in my conference, you know, had you know their guy, you know, the guy that if he's hot, then the team goes, you know. So um, my coach took it upon me, you know, he would come to me personally. He would call me out in front of all the guys, like, "Hey, we need you to stop him." And you know, it just became more so not my job, but a passion, you know, to stop the other guy. So you know, it's just something I kind of cling to, you know. I'm not the best offensive player in the world, you know, so I had to have a niche, and, and defense is my niche. Well, no coach, I think, ever took a guy out of a game because he was playing good defense. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, just That's the easiest way to, to be in when it counts. You know, uh, you know, um, I finished, I closed out a lot of games in my college career, you know, so you know, I'm very cerebral down the stretch. And I know, you know, how to how to play, you know, game-winning basketball. So um, it's just something that, you know, I can add to my, you know, my pile of, you know, uh, talent, you know, uh, as to being cerebral down the stretch and, you know, playing good defense. And there's a certain amount of pride that goes with that, too. Like, I'm going like, to lock this guy up. I'm not going to let him beat me. Yeah, definitely. Because, uh, you know, he might not have that same mindset. You know, he's probably coming in like, okay, 
I'm going to do the same thing I did last night. But, you know, it's going to be a lot tougher. You know, uh, one thing my coach taught me, you know, was how to read screens and how to mix it up for a guy, you know, whether tagging them or, you know, chasing them off the screen or, you know, gapping the screen. You know? So just keep giving guys different looks. Uh, use my length, you know, something I, I started to do uh, late in my career, you know, my athleticism. I've always been raw athletically, but you know, my coach at Odom, he taught me how to get to the right spots. And, you know, Darren, uh, Coach Ermin is doing a good job here. He's showing me how to get to the right spots so I can rely less on my athleticism and be in the right spots. Is there any adjustment to the angles of the screen in the NBA? Uh, not as much. You know, guys are a lot stronger, you know, at the point of the screen, and, and, and guys are a lot bigger setting the screen. So if you got, you got a guy like Clay, you know, he, he can get into your body and get you going one way and then come off another way. So he got maybe two or three steps on you, and by him being having such a quick release, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to, you know, recover. So you got to get to the screen. And like I say, use my medicine to get off and get a good contest on the shot, which is – you know, probably close to impossible with that guy. Now, for a lot of guys in your situation, they may not even get off the bench for 10, 20 games at a time, but Mark Jackson will bring you in as a defensive specialist, and that's got to help you know, not only your focus, but what does that do for you in terms of being part of the team? Uh, either way, you know, you can catch me at the end of the bench, you know, some people call it acting the fool, but that's just how I stay, you know, stay in the game, stay in tune, you know, actually know what's going on or, you know, and actually stay loose, you know, because if you sit down for 45 minutes and, you know, you're just sitting there, you know, clapping every once in a while, standing up during timeouts, you can be pretty cold. So that's one way I keep myself in the game, you know, just jumping up and down, you know, first one out of the, uh, off the bench during the timeout, a sprint out, you know, double with teammates. So this is one way. I mean, it's just my love for the game. You know I mean, I'm so you know thankful to be here. You know, my like my situation. You know, I could have been. I was supposed to be in the Ukraine right now. So wow. I mean, it's stuff, stuff you got to take. You know, you got to be blessed about it, and don't take situations like this for granted. We're talking to you in South Florida, a little bit better than the Ukraine, I think. Uh, but you know, but I will never question your lateral movement again after watching you on the uh, Barnes dunk over Pekovic. You got a yeah, pretty good quick step there. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, just that was. Uh, my first NBA, you know, live post that I've seen, uh, and you know, heck of an athletic play by Harrison. But you know, for it to be, you know, the per- it was time. The timing of it was so, you know, you know, pertinent to the win- us winning that game. Uh, and I just, you know, I couldn't hold it back. I couldn't sit down like a casual fan and just clap. You know, I, I was up. You know, I almost ran to the scores table and <laughs> back down under the basket. So yeah, it was a you know, heck of a play. How much easier is it for you the fact that you have company? There's three other rookies on this team. There's the like, three or four guys who played you know only one year. How much easier is it for you? Oh, uh, it's real easy. Um, you know, Jeremiah went to school four years. Fest is four. You know, Harrison's a lot older than you know he's perceived. Uh, and then you got our veterans who you know went to school. You know, so everybody has that you know the respect for one another. You know, the grind, that college grind. You know. Uh, you know, I went to school for five years. Uh, Charles went to school for five years. So, you know, we played in the same conference. So, I mean, it was a lot easier, you know, having him here with me. Because, you know, we were, we were already, you know, respected what we each other, playing against each other for three years, you know. So, I mean, I couldn't ask for a better locker room. Uh, coach is great, you know. Front office great. Players are all great, you know. We just all, you know, want to win at, at all costs. Going back to college for a moment, in your junior year, if people don't know, you won the Luther Giselle Award, which is for the best defender. What was uh, that honor like? It was good, man. Uh, just like I said, just the many testaments, you know, what I do. Uh, it's kind of shocked when I when my coaches called me and told me that, you know, you got a national honor. I'm like, you serious? And then uh, what makes it even more better, Anthony Davis got it 
last year, my senior year. So, you know, it's a pretty prestigious award, you know, and then the lefty being, you know, who he is, you know, to have your name, you know, even in the same breath as him, even on an award means a lot. So, uh, it's just a, you know, main testament to, you know, my game. What's your uh, family and friends' reaction been to you playing in the NBA? Oh, they love it. Uh, I had a bunch of family up in Washington, D.C., uh, you know, they didn't see me play a lot, but, you know, they, they, they all talked about me on the bench, my reactions and stuff, you know. And then for them, it's, 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 it's a smaller victory, me even being here, you know. We're not all caught up until, you know, well, why he's not playing or, you know, all that stuff. You know, we're winning. You know, I'm cheering. They're happy. You know, I'm happy. They're happy. So, I mean, you got to give thanks and just be, just be blessed. For the last four years, when you had downtime, you might have class, you might have homework, you might have things to do on the college campuses. How are you filling that void now? Uh, I try to, you know, I try to read. You know, I'm uh, reading a little bit of books. You know, uh, which ones? Uh, I'm reading a book uh, called um, "The Millionaire Next Door." Uh, just finished reading Tim Tebow's book. Uh, just, just some stuff to keep me going. You know, just beat uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Two last night. So yeah, okay. that was huge. You know, <laughs> playing a little bit of Matt. You know, just and and then Jim. You know. More often than not, I'm in the gym, you know, because you got to, in this league, you know, you got so many guys trying to get in, get in, you know, the hardest thing to do in the NBA is to stick. So, that's yeah. so one thing I try to do is just stay on top of my body physically. So, we're at the quarter pole. Uh, Cubs playing pretty good basketball. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, just, just like uh, we put in all this work over the summer, and, um, you know, it's starting to show. Uh, you know, worked on defense all summer, and we know we can score offensively. But our defense has been what's winning, you know. We get stops and then going out and getting buckets, you know, six and eight points at, like in a row, you know, it's kind of tough. You know, with all that firepower we have on offense, you know, defense is what's going to do it, you know. So as long as we keep playing Warrior basketball, we're going to keep winning. And defense means good things for you. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Baseball is a great story. He played so hard and so well in summer league that the Warriors coaching staff where they were afraid that he would get away and go somewhere else. So they signed him to the contract and is currently a player that adds a defensive presence for Mark Jackson and the Golden State Warriors. I, Tim Roy, history being made on this road trip, and can they keep it up tomorrow night in the rematch against the Orlando Magic? A look ahead of the schedule when we come back on the Warriors Weekly Roundtable on KMBR 680, the sports leader. I don't believe it. I can't believe it. We now continue with more of Warriors Roundtable. History being made on this Golden State Warriors road trip. Can they go to 6-0 on the trip tomorrow night right here in Orlando? They take on the magic. And do they have an answer for big baby Glenn Davis? Gives it back to Glenn. Layup up and in. There's the first field goal of the game by Glenn Davis. And a quick timeout called by Monty Williams. Warriors and Magic in the rematch at 345 as the airtime on KMBR 680. Then it's on to Atlanta. Game 7 of the season-long 7-game road trip. Warriors and the Hawks. And when you play Atlanta, that means you must defend Josh Smith. Jeff with an alley-oop for Josh Smith. And a reverse slam. And the Hawks take the lead 2-0. With some authority, the Hawks take the 2-0 lead. 3.30 3.30 with a pregame show on Saturday afternoon. Warriors and Hawks on KMBR 6.80. Then after the game in Atlanta, Golden State will fly home back in Northern California finally. Next up Tuesday night and the New Orleans Hornets and Ryan Anderson, the former Cal star, comes back to the Bay. Rebound Ryan Anderson, stick back good. Going for it, Thaddeus Young couldn't get to it. Rhino did, put it up and in. Warriors and Hornets, 7 o'clock the airtime on KMBR 6.80 on Tuesday night. Andrew Bogut, bobblehead nights brought 
brought to you by Insurance. The first to 10,000 fans receive an Andrew Bogut limited edition bobblehead courtesy of Insurance. And right back on the road, albeit it's just a drive up I-80 and the causeway to meet their division rival, the Sacramento Kings, who are led by Mercurial Center, DeMarcus Cousins. Here's Tyreek with a pull-up 20-footer. It's no good. Flying stick back, however, from DeMarcus Cousins. Beautifully timed as he came from the top of the lane. Warriors and Kings, 4.15 the airtime on Wednesday, December 19th on KBR 680. And that'll bring us to next Thursday night, the weekly roundtable from Northern California. Finally, the Warriors get home. But history being made on this road trip. Can the Warriors go to 6-0? and You'll have to tune in tomorrow night right here in Orlando to find out. Warriors of Magic, 345 the airtime on KMBR 680. Hi, Tim Roy, thanking everybody connected with the broadcast, including the best producer in the NBA, and that is R.C. Davis. Dave Feldhouse at the controls. Our guest tonight, General Manager Bob Myers, and Warrior players Harrison Barnes and Kent Bazemore. It's been a great road trip, Ken. The Warriors get win number six on the trip tomorrow night here in Orlando, 345 is the airtime. Savor this road trip. Savor this moment. It could be the best road trip in franchise history. That's right. Could be the best road trip in franchise history. Again, I am Tim Roy. Call Ray Woodson right now at 808-KMBR to talk about the Warriors and the world of sports. Say good night from Orlando. We'll see you tomorrow night right here on KMBR 680, the sports leader. Golden State Warriors basketball. It's a four-on-three. The trailer's Curry right side. Fires away. Three ball. For tickets, go to Warriors.com or call 1-888-GSW-HOOP.